0: Welcome to episode seven of the Blood Sisters podcast. Ooh. Lucky seven. Yes. 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 Hope y'all feeling well out there in podcast land. I am Natasha joined with Christina and Rachel. How you ladies doing? Hi,
1: I'm fine. Hi, I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm um, okay. How was your week, ladies? Y'all do anything interesting?
1: <clears throat> uh, worked a bunch. Cried a bunch. Oh, I like a good Uh, cry. Yeah. Mm, Cooked some. Drank some. Yeah. Did some research for today. Nice. (laughs) Rachel?
0: Nothing interesting in my world. Well, (laughs) we got to work on our lives, ladies. Um. (laughs) Sorry about that podcast land. Clearly, little. we are boring ladies here. Uh, all we do is eat, sleep, where I don't work, uh, work, <laughs> and do this show. Apparently, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I do. I have some good news. Um, shout out to my friend David. He actually called me the other night in the middle of the night, and he was like, "Oh my God, I just wanted to call you, and vent. I just listened to that Rodney Icala episode, and I didn't have anybody to talk to, and I just needed to talk about this and get this off my chest." <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my God." I love the support. And he's like, I think y'all need to have some type of board where your listeners can come and just vent and talk to each other about certain <laughs> episodes. Because <laughs> he was okay. really bothered by that. Well, you guys can comment under
2: the, ep- <clears throat> under the episode. Y'all can go on our yeah. Facebook page and, and talk. You know, or just keep calling me in
0: the middle of the night, I guess.
2: <laughs> you know, my friend Sylvia said that she's looking at people, you know, twice now. Like, ooh, he looks like a serial
1: killer. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do that a lot. <laughs> the more normal they look, the more likely they are to exactly. be. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah,
2: considering Rodney, he was kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. Fine. He doesn't kill that
1: hair.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know my sister, she uh, told me last night, her and uh, Vanessa, they were like, We love you. We like it every time you post it, but we too scared to listen. So we also have those supporters. <laughs> They're too scared oh to gosh. listen. She actually admitted. And it was so cute. She was so innocent. She's like, your show scared me and Vanessa. So we we like it, but we never listened. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. What's scary about it? We ain't said nothing scary. We talking about a lot of deep <laughs> shit. <laughs> so Especially that second episode. That one's kind of heavy. I ain't said, we ain't said nothing oh, yeah. scary. Albert, fishy, Did we? Fishy. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But anywho, before you continue, guys, thank you so much for the <laughs> continued support. Uh, be sure to like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube, our Spotify. We are on most platforms now that you listen to all of your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also just started a brand new Instagram.
1: Blood Sisters Podcast.
0: Yes, Blood Sisters Podcast on uh, Instagram.com com, um, and you can see all of the, the like behind the scenes. We'll post some pictures and some fun stuff. Uh, we'll give you updates on Rachel's OnlyFans that she's in the works with. Um, you guys don't don't don't
2: run with that. Someone actually messaged me and asked me oh, what God, was my OnlyFans they willing, name. To Ooh, Her name was was willing to pay shit. Oh, see, uh, trust uh, me, you see? don't even want to know who it was. But oh. was is it like, someone I know?
0: No, nah, but I was oh, just, just like, I don't
2: have a damn OnlyFans. She was saying. totally kidding.
0: Ah, oh, fuck him. Now, if you come with the coins, I probably could convince her to do something. Girl, ain't nobody right? coming
2: with shit.
0: Oh, I pay for it. Shh. I know you would. Okay, I've been wanting to see what's under there. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so <laughs> just a little this, a little that. I can see it. <laughs> I can see the silhouette. Um, <laughs> today, Rachel, why don't you tell us who we're talking about? We are talking about
2: Leonardo. Surely, no. We 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 figured out that that's how we're gonna say her last name. So perfect. Um, but I'm only gonna say her last name one time because I feel like I got that wrong. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, she was born on April 18th in 1893 or 94. And you know what? There was lots of dates for her birthday. I saw April. I saw November. I saw October. I saw Mm. December. And I saw uh, 1893 and 94. So I saw 1893 more than 94. So we're just going to roll with that. Cool. All right. She was born in Montella somewhere in um, Italy. All right. She was a child of rape though. So we're going to just start off extra dark already. She was a child of rape. Her mother, Amelia, was forced to marry her father, her rapist, Mm -hmm. Mariano, okay, they had to marry each other. Okay, and so after her uh, pregnancy was discovered, she was made to marry the man. Mm. The family was poor, and Leonardo lost her father as um, a young child. Her mother remarried, but she still married poor, so I guess she actually loved that one, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Her mother was actually very verbally abusive, causing her to attempt suicide twice. Of course, it didn't happen, but she tried to do it. Um, in nineteen fourteen or seventeen. This is another fact that's all over the place. She married a registry office clerk, Raphael Pasadari. Pen Pensardi. Pensardi. Yeah, I'm I'm getting mixed up with the dang on last night. <laughs> I think his was Pensari. Pin Pens Pinsari. Pin Pensari. We sorry for getting it wrong. Okay.
1: Pen, we're sorry.
2: Sorry. <laughs> pen- <Pen-sari. laughs> He was actually older than her and her parents did not approve of this person. Um, he was broke, I'm just going to be honest, and they wanted her to marry wealthy and they actually had a man picked out for her,
0: but she didn't want to marry him. So, now her mama got some nerve. You've been able to exactly, marry
2: and for love. But, but <laughs> see that I feel see I I knew you was going to be the <laughs> one to say mm-hmm. something. I figured that that's why she wanted her to marry wealthy because she was poor all this time. She had to marry the dang rapist and he was poor. And right. then she married again poor because, well, she probably loved that one for real. So she was probably like, look, don't go down the same path I did. Get you some money. Duh. <laughs> but she She's was probably just, in
1: it for herself too. I mean, I'm sure that marrying wealthy, he would have also it supported her the out. whole family.
2: Yep.
1: Well, she didn't do that. She
2: uh, married uh, Raphael. Okay. And they lived happily ever after. Okay. Mm. Uh or did they? <laughs> but since she married this man, uh Leonardo, like insists that her mother cursed her on this occasion when she married that man. She cursed her in her marriage, and everything went downhill from there. They they got married in ni- I mean, no, they got married in nineteen fourteen or seventeen, and then in nineteen twenty one they moved to Laria. Potenza, Potenza? Um, they were still super poor and Leonardo worked too, but they were, they were still poor and they actually were having kids like right away. Mm. Um, they weren't doing well at all. And because they weren't doing well, I'm pretty sure that's why she got arrested for fraud in 1927. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can never find anything that says what she did. And what she did, Mm -hmm. right. Right. It it just said fraud. (laughs) Yes, it says (laughs) fraud.
2: So I'm assuming, like, she probably was tired of being poor, probably did something stupid, and, well, she got arrested for it. Well, when she got out of prison, okay, they moved to Lacedonia, and they didn't stay there long because their home was destroyed by an earthquake in 1930. Okay, so they got they break when they moved to how we say this again, Correggio, 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 Correggio. Y'all like how Christina say it? S- say it again, Christina. Correggio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I also uh, to go back. I want to talk about that earthquake for a second. It killed fourteen hundred people. So that like they left. like this was a serious. Yes, ass it, it destroyed. Earthquake.
2: It destroyed a lot.
0: Yeah. It Absolutely ruined, ruined their home.
1: Yeah, so they didn't have a choice this time. They had to. Leave. They're kind of lucky that they even survived. Yep. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's
2: what I was thinking when I was reading it. Right. Even though the um, <clears throat> the facts on the earthquake wasn't really there, but I'm mm-hmm. like, y'all was lucky,
1: right? She's like, oh, we're we're cursed. It's like you're kind of lucky, <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: you're, they were very lucky. Um, so since they uh, they um they got into that earthquake, the earthquake um. Did, um, <laughs> ruined their house. They had to move. When she moved to where they did move to, she opened up a small soap shop and she actually had become very popular, well respected mm. and her neighbors loved her. She had 17 pregnancies mm. during this marriage. She lost three of the children due to a miscarriage and ten more of her children died in their youth. So Rightfully so, she held on tightly to the four that were left. Now, she had received warning earlier in her life that from, um, she received warning earlier in her life from a fortune teller that she would marry, but all of her children would die at a young Mm. age. Mm -hmm. So, if this fortune teller was right or not, or if her mother cursed her or not, somebody was right. (laughs) Okay. Somebody was right. Mama
0: cursed her. I am too.
2: <laughs> I am too. But I think this fortune teller was right. Um, because she married the man knowing what the fortune teller had said. But her mother had cursed her after she married this man. Um, she also is it's reported that she visited a gypsy. Um, Leonardo was into astrology and and you know, you know we are into all that too. Like mm-hmm. we were <laughs>
1: She, palm reading she's into and the shit, fortune the, telling the astrology. Palm reading,
2: sports and telling. Like she was into that. She believed she was very superstitious. That's is, is what the articles say about her. So um the gypsy told her that in her right hand, she um she saw prison, which was true. And in her left hand, she saw criminal asylum, which was sh- true too, because mm-hmm. she went to jail. So maybe Leonardo is actually very special. Because there's such the she's being told the truth about herself.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, in
2: 1939, her son, her oldest son, which is reported to be her favorite son, um, he announced that he was going to enlist in the Italian army. Um, and at that time, um, it was World War II, okay. And Leonardo wanted to hold on to her, the four children that was left. So she Thought the only thing that she could do to hold on to these children was human sacrifice. Now, it's super unclear like where she got that from, like how she can hold on to her son um, with human sacrifice only because her beliefs. um, Well, where she lived, the Roman Catholic did not believe in human sacrifice. Like that was that was forbidden. Like you don't you don't do that. Right, it's a sin. You don't do that. Um, and the Romanis believed that, um, human sacrifice was wrong too. They didn't embrace human sacrifice either, but in Leonardo's defense, she suffered from anxiety and depression. I mean, she had three miscarriages, 10 of her children died at a young age. So she Mm -hmm. actually got to see these children live and then they died. I mean, rightfully so. She probably was yeah. depressed and had anxiety, and oh, yeah. she probably did make up the stuff in her head. And she never
0: was loved, either. Like, from birth, her mother hated her, because she was a product of rape.
2: So right. she was
0: already, like, deprived. She of hated her love. husband, because she had to marry the man mm-hmm. and raped her,
1: and, and she had this kid. It's unhappy. In, like, modern times, say, today, if that were to happen to somebody, they would be like, oh, shit, let's get you into therapy. <laughs> like, right. Right, let's get you some meds, right, like that's probably. What I
2: read. This article it was, like, a psychologist that that talked about it, and they were saying like, now if 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 she was in today's time, she would have definitely been on some heavy medication, mm-hmm. therapy three four times a week. Mm. She would have been she would have definitely had a couple counselors.
1: Yeah, she definitely she went through a lot. I mean,
2: Seventeen, and she only had four left. It's gonna mess you up. So she decided that human sacrifice was the best way for her to hold on to her oldest son, and Christina. Gonna tell us who she sacrificed.
1: Yeah, so kind of a life for a life here, right? So she's got got Rachel cracking up over Rachel here. Rachel, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sacrificing
0: people. me off guard, and I turned like, "What is happening? <laughs> what do I do?"
1: <laughs> right? Like, what happened?
0: I was
2: trying not to laugh. I I'm not laughing at the victims. It's just
1: go, Christina, just go. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right.
1: So, Leonarda started doing her own fortune telling, and this became something that she did, um, besides her shop. Right? She had her shop where she sold her goods, and besides that, she was also doing fortune telling, and her shop became a place of congregation for a lot of people in the neighborhood. Um, her first victim, uh, she would. Leonardo would have been about 45 or 46 by this time. Um, this was the fall of 1939. Our first victim is named Faustina Setti, and the no, say
2: resources. No, name. Right.
1: Faustina, say it right. Say her Faustina Setti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the resources that I've Consulted, stated that she was 73 years old Ooh. and she was known as a spinster. Mm. Everything I read calls her a spinster. So I had to look this up. I've heard that word before, but what the heck is a spinster, right? So mm-hmm. apparently, a spinster is a woman who is past the marrying age who has never married. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Rude. She was single. Right? She was single her whole life. And who cares? Oof. Just say
0: I'm single. You gotta call me no spinster. Right.
1: The single funk? and ready to mingle. Oh, period. Why is it spinster? <laughs> they made spinster sound like it's a know, like word. cutesy oh, or, That's uh, like a, like a dirty cute word, you know? <laughs> like like a cute thing to call someone that when you want to insult them. Yeah. You know, like so she's a spinster. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So <laughs> she <laughs> Christina's very offended. <laughs> I'm not I just think it's rude as, heck. especially in that time I'm sure she was looked down like crazy she's like they probably thought she didn't do Something anything with her, with her life she wasn't yeah. married she didn't have kids like what's her problem so apparently she really did want to find a, find a husband she mm-hmm. came to Leonardo with help to find a husband but of course such a service would not come cheap Leonardo told Faustina about a wealthy man who would be her future husband in Pola which is a city in modern day Croatia Leonardo even gave Faustina letters that were written by this so called suitor expressing his interest and undying love which as we know they were definitely fake letters right, she was making them. up this shit <laughs> Oh yeah, she's she's just oh, making up shit. these people like she like trying so to pretend clever. she was a matchmaker. Like I got this guy for you and <laughs> he's wealthy, he wants to marry you. Did Cleo you. go that
2: far doing that stuff?
1: Cleo did some shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cleo did Ooh. some shit. <laughs> she do an episode. Oh shit. That'd be cool. Um. So she's got Faustina all excited, right? She's like, I'm gonna find this man, I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna live out the rest of my life, and. Peace and harmony. And so she plans this trip to meet her husband. Faustina would end up giving Leonardo her entire savings, which Uh was 30,000 lira. Now, that does sound like a lot, but according to all that's interesting, 30,000 lira equaled $17.94, which in that time, given inflation and everything, was more like $332. So, mm.
0: oh, that was all her ch- savings. Yeah, so. it's a right. it's
1: a chunk of money, but definitely not something for a human life. You know,
0: yeah. I mean, as college students, we can understand three hundred thirty dollars in your savings sound about right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's <laughs> she true. Took her little seventeen dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, the idea was that Faustina would not need that money when she got to her destination because the supposed husband was so rich, he would take care of her. Mm -hmm. She told Faustina to write letters to her family and friends saying that all is well. She's doing great and has no intentions to return home. Which Damn. were to be Ooh. mailed after she reached her destination. Mm-mm. Of course, we know that this would be an, attre- an, an attempt—excuse me—to trick friends and family into refraining from looking for her. Right. So Mm-mm-mm. Faustina, she's pumped. She goes to the salon. She gets her gray hair dyed blonde. Okay. Right. And then blonde mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> Savoir. "Fuck y'all! I got a married husband." She's like, "I'm a spinster now. I'm a blonde spinster. Okay. Spinster, take that." So she goes to visit Leonardo one last time before taking off on her new adventure. And Leonardo offers her a glass of wine as Mm -hmm. a celebration drink. Mm -hmm. Faustina happily accepts and they have the wine together. But little does Faustina know that wine has been drugged. Faustina is feeling strange and starts to pass out. It is while Faustina loses consciousness that Leonardo takes a hatchet and starts hacking away at Faustina's body. Mm. Leonardo does not want her children to see the aftermath of this, so she takes Faustina's body and places it into a closet overnight, (coughs) later on, cutting her up into nine pieces. Leonardo has a plan, so these nine pieces are placed into a large kettle, and the following quote from Leonardo explains what happens next. (coughs) I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all of the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, although Giuseppe and I also ate them.
0: Wow. So why the other kids didn't get to eat no tea cakes? Why are you just giving them to Giuseppe? He's the favorite.
1: favorite. He's but we the still, favorite. But
0: we still like cake, though. And you give, you right. got enough to give them to the ladies coming That's by so, just for the, tea we're and we're shit. The, we're the other
1: three kids that we're not paying <laughs> right. attention to. That's Like, what about us? Where's our cake? I want some human tea cakes, too. That's fun. I want to see what it tastes like. <gasps> I mean, my mama made them. Let me try it. My mama made them. <laughs> 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 of course. Leonardo was a smart businesswoman. Having been running a successful business for a few years now, she knew how to make a deal and decided that one murder wasn't enough to secure the safety of her son. It was then that she started hatching a plan for her next victim. She's like, might as well keep going. Make sure that Giuseppe doesn't die.
0: I think oh, at well. this point it had nothing to do with Giuseppe. She's she just, just liked murder. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, she's
1: like just I, making I it up. first
2: one. <laughs> oh, yeah. She started enjoying herself. Oh, yeah. You said human sacrifice, not humans. Humans supposed to be a life for a life. Human sacrifice, right.
1: Mm -hmm. Less than a year later, in September of 1940, Francesca Soavi, I I tried, who was a (laughs) 55-year-old woman, came to Leonardo in a time of need. Just like the previous victim, Mm -hmm. Leonardo kind of knew how to identify whatever the victims were missing in their life, and she claimed that she could help them get whatever they so desired. Well, so this is how she was able to reel them in, give them some tea cakes and let them know that everything would be okay, and then she would make them another victim. Francesca was feeling depressed, and Leonardo actually built a friendship with her and gave her readings. She eventually told Francesca that there was a job waiting for her at an all-girls school in Placenza. Placenza. Placenta. Placenta. Placentas, but with a Z. Placenza. <laughs> Leonarda starts to go through the same process as she did with Faustina. So she's telling Francesca to write letters to her friends and family, stating that she's safe and she's doing well. Francesca obliges and give her what money she has as well. She is going through the same process, um, getting ready to leave for her new life. Leonardo offers her a glass of drugged wine and she proceeds to hack away at Francesca, Francesca's unconscious body. The different thing about this murder though is that she ends up making more than just the tea cakes. So I read in a couple different articles that she made soap out of this second victim. I also read that she didn't start making soap until the third victim. Mm-hmm. But what I've also read the, the second victim that was when she started boiling the body parts mm-hmm. the second time she noticed that a lot of fat raised to the top of the pot and so she decided to use that fat to make soap. Yep, She mixed it with cologne and caustic soda to make the bars, and she also made candles. Shortly after Francesca goes missing, her friends and family come to see Leonardo and state that they're very worried about her. Leonardo goes ahead and turns on her charm, sits them down, and has them try some tea cakes. She tells everyone that Francesca's doing just fine, she's in a great place, and sends them on their way with some soaps.
0: Damn, they went home and washed up with <laughs> their friend, so... Mm-hmm.
2: She's she with, fed yeah. them their family member. Probably. oh
1: Leonardo. And gave them a Ooh, party. And get them some soap. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And then gave them some soap too. Francesca soap. Ooh, we can have a it Francesca Soap nice. Company. <laughs> right. Blood Sister Soap coming to you 2021. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So she's so evil. Leonardo can't get enough of this shit anymore, right? So she has no filter whatsoever. She didn't even wait the nine months or whatever till she did the second victim. It's it's later in the same month now. It's still September of 1940. And 53-year-old Virginia Cacciopo comes to Leonardo Chiancioli chi with money problems. <laughs> chi and chili. chili. She is a former singer who sang at La Scala Opera House Mm -hmm. in Milan Mm -hmm. and had fallen on some hard times. Mm -hmm. Leonardo, playing into the weaknesses of those around her, tells Virginia that there is a job waiting for her in Florence to work as an assistant for a wealthy impresario. She stated that there would also be opportunities available for her to audition for more singing opportunities, which, as we know, Virginia would have loved. She missed the stage. She wants that spotlight again. Apparently, Leonarda also told Virginia that she knows this wealthy empresario because she was having an affair with him. Mm. And therefore, Virginia needed to keep this job prospect a secret because no one could know how she got the job. Apparently, Virginia opened her mouth and told people anyway. Mm. So...
0: Saved a life. I mean, we're well, not a life, but you know what I'm saying. It, it helps some
1: future lives, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: future lives. There it is. Started to raise some
1: suspicion <laughs> with the neighbors. It's, you know, everyone kind of knows everybody. Despite the lies and deceit on both ends here, Virginia gave Leonardo 50,000 lira mm. and some jewels for her services. Virginia goes to see Leonardo for that one last time before her trip, and we all know how the story goes from there. However, Um, Leonardo's getting quite efficient in her hacking, soap-making, baking ways. Less than two hours after Virginia walks into Leonardo's shop, there's a new mysterious batch of soap and cakes. Mm. So one fun thing about um, Virginia that Leonardo described about her is that she thought she was especially good. Mm -hmm. So... I will read this quote from Leonardo as well. (laughs) She ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne. And after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet.
0: Yeah. Let that sink in. So I wonder if it's because she was a thicker gal that the the cakes tasted uh-huh. a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. So her next victim would have probably been more thicker gals. Right, she probably would have.
1: Yeah, she would have preyed on the thicker ladies. Or
0: maybe the
2: pot was seasoned from the other two.
0: <laughs>
1: maybe. I hope she cleaned it out.
2: I mean, I'm just saying, Leonardo <laughs> on some bullshit. That's true.
1: <clears throat> she did use the same pot for them though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pot kind of like her, with her human people flesh. pot. People yeah. pot. People pot. Yeah. Later, um, Leonardo would will, will also admit that any bones acquired in the murders were wrapped in paper, and she gave them to Giuseppe and asked him to throw them in the river, which is exactly what he did without question. And apparently, he was not aware of what they were. She just kind of gave him these packages and was like, Can you throw these in the river he for knew. me? And he was like, Okay.
0: Because whenever our parents uh-uh. give us anything, we be nosy as hell. Like, what Yeah, what is right? this? <laughs> yeah. uh-uh. He looked. Uh-uh. There's Isn't no
1: it? way. There's no way I would have been like, Okay, sure. I'm like, What are you hiding?
2: And that yeah, had to be a lot river. of, well, that, that was
1: a lot of bones. That's three bodies. Imagine him with like and a you huge didn't, sack full of bones. You didn't question, the Giuseppe. You into didn't question that river. nothing,
2: Giuseppe. You jive turkey. Yes, you did. Mm, he looked in that package. Mm-hmm.
1: So with all of this new money having been acquired, Leonardo starts spending that money more frivol- frivolously, mm-hmm. and neighbors started to get suspicious, including Virginia's sister-in-law. And so begins the story of how Leonardo's squeaky clean adventures come to an end. (laughs) (laughs) So Leonardo's
0: Leonardo, um, her other victims, the first two, they had family members, but not really family members that like were willing to kind of go all out. Like, no, I need to know every update from my family. Virginia, her third um, victim, the sister-in-law, like you said, she was worried. She wanted to answer. She wasn't going. She was not going to go away easily. So she started asking around town and that's where the people told her like, yeah, we last seen her going into Leonardo's spot, like check with Leonardo. So she reached out to the superintendent of police right away and she like, hey, Leonardo was the last person to see my sister. she been spending all this money. She living a good old life like something ain't right. So the police go to get Leonardo right away. They arrest mm-hmm. her. Now, once she's in custody, she wasn't really as quick to confess. But once they arrested her son, they was like, we going to get Giuseppe because we think he was an accomplice. That's when she was like, ah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Giuseppe ain't had nothing to do with it. I admit it. I did it all on my own. So then she started giving like these actual accounts like I did it. This is how I did it from step A, B, C, because you ain't finna arrest my baby. That's my baby boy. I'm trying to save his life. So I'm going to admit to everything. Right. <sighs> So she spared him from giving that full account. She was then tried for murder in 1946 in Reggio Emilia. And, of course, it drew a large crowd, right? It was was a bad case. I probably just said that name totally wrong, but I said it with confidence, so we're going to go with it.
1: Yeah, I think Um, it sounded
0: great. (laughs) Thank you. I said it with confidence. I probably mispronounced the hell out of that. That's
1: all you need is the confidence.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So she appeared to be very calm and cold while on the stands, and she did not really care about describing in detail her heinous crimes. So she even corrected the prosecutor when he got information wrong. Um, It was kind of as if she was a little proud of her crimes. Like, she was just like, no, 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 correction. This is what I did, okay?
1: My recipe goes like this. Right, right. (laughs) If you're
0: going to quote some shit, let me tell you exactly what I did. So in her mind, she thought she was saving her son. So these women had to die. Uh, A paragraph I grabbed grabbed right from Murderpedia.org, it said at her trial in Reggio Emilia last week, POTUS, Leonardo, we... Looked that up and found a POTUS means poet. Um, Gripped the witness stand rail with oddly delicate hands and calmly set the prosecutor right on certain details. Her deep set eyes gleamed with a wild inner pride as she concluded. I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles to my country, which was badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. So she so kindly donated the copper ladle that she used to skim the human fat to the country to help with the war because they needed metal. Well, ain't she <laughs> a saint? Exactly. Sure. So, <laughs> girl, bye. In her mind, she like I did this for my son, and I also helped y'all because I gave. I y'all helped metal y'all too, right? For my country. She's funny. <laughs> I, I, she's funny. At this point, everything's justified to her. So she, of course, was found guilty and sentenced to 30 years in prison. That's it. Uh, and three years in an asylum. So when the, while she was in the asylum, she actually made an official 700 paid memoir titled An Embittered Soul's Confession. I like that title, though but i seen it, it was, i seen Inbittered. it somewhere embittered i seen but it pronounce cakes another cakes were sweet so yeah they were the hell? Um, i seen it pronounce a, a different way too I think because of the translation it translates a little differently but I'm gonna stick with an embittered soul's cool. confession cause I like the way that sounds yeah um, she ended up passing uh, October 15, 1970 from cerebral apoplexy it's like a brain hemorrhage I looked that up Um, apoplexy yep I said that right and she was 76 years old Mm. so that was six years before her first potential parole she ended up passing she could have possibly been paroled and as we know back then they were really lenient with women murderers so she possibly would have gotten out if she made it another six years they probably like girl just go home you good you served your time Um, Her body was returned to her her family and many of the tools that she used to dismember and cook her victims, like the pot they were boiled in and the axe that she used to chop them up, they are now on display at the Criminological Museum in Rome. So, of course, her murders have inspired a a few plays and and films and stuff. I I tried hard, uh, like I was telling ladies earlier, to find a copy of her memoir and I couldn't find it because over 700 pages. I know there was some good
1: shit in there. So I'm saying when we find it, we should do a, another book club. I episode. heard it's in Italian, though.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's probably translated, but I right. I saw
0: that it was in Italian. You <clears throat> can find somebody to translate it. Bob, look, he speak Italian. Sure. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Just out of nowhere. He's right. like, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> I feel like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right, Bob.
0: <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of the fortune-telling cannibal soap maker from Coragio.
2: I cannot believe her. That's yeah. it was very, that's a very interesting story to me though. It
0: is. It's kind of not romantic, but it's it I mean, started it's... that way because she wanted to save her son. She's Aww. lost all of her kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, after she's... the second and third murders, you're like, okay, I can't. But
2: she but she tried like I said earlier, you know, she was she was like dainty with the shit.
1: I'm gonna make seven tea cakes. <laughs> she made the most acceptable soap. Not like yeah. Ed Gein. He like, I'm going to make gloves
2: out of your skin. I'm <laughs> going to make a nipple <laughs> right. belt and, you Let's know, lampshades and a shit. skull soup bowl. Right. She was all mm. cute with it. I'm going to make sapes and tea cakes.
0: And I'm Tendos. all for a good human sacrifice for like the good of. I'm you know, all for a your human family s- member. Sure, you know, but I thought it was, it was supposed to be just one. Exactly, she, she did went three. Overboard. She was yeah. having fun. And then you forced me as a neighbor, so I put my big hat on and my poofy dress. I just come over just for some tea and some some light snacks as your neighbor friend. And you made feeding make, me humans.
2: She make you eat humans and wash up with them too.
0: That's messed yeah. up. <laughs> and you give me this pardon gift, and you know back then you we washed all up pour. with booty soap, right? Literally. <laughs> 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 Leonardo, she's a good friend. She's a good friend. So oh, that brings up this week's cold hearted question while Rachel's just getting, she having a good old laugh. We're gonna let Rachel get the booty soap laugh out. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to this week's cold hearted question of the day. They got nothing to do with booty soap. Um if, I know <laughs> I, I wish we should, I wish we would have done that now. Like, would you, you watch her have up with a booty, booty soap? <laughs> Which
1: if, if I had a bar of soap <laughs> in the shape of a booty, would you use it? Made from actual booties. Made from booties. Booty booty butt fat. Oh. Would you use it on your booty?
0: I probably would be. Uh, So this week's cold-hearted question, if a fortune teller, uh, let's say Miss Cleo, we were talking about Cleo earlier, if Miss Cleo was able to warn you ahead of time exactly what type of serious trouble you were about to face in your life in the near future, would you want to know or would you want it to
1: be a surprise? I can answer that. So... I already have so much anxiety to begin with. Like I'm I I already planned out everything like just in mm-hmm. case this happens, I got this. Just in case this happens, I got that. So, I I honestly don't want a warning. I don't. It's just going to make my anxiety higher. It's going to make me worse. Stress oh, about it. it. Yeah. Yep. If it if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's it.
2: Right. I'm good. Part of me says yes, part of me says no. That's probably because I'm a Gemini, but <sighs> the only reason why I don't want to know is because what if I had a lot of fun leading up to my death, up to, you know, up to, you know, mm-hmm. the end?
1: You would have missed right. out on a lot of fun yeah, if you Yeah, like what if that. I have
2: a lot of fun? Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why I don't want to know.
1: But like if you're on a roller coaster and you get thrown off the roller coaster. See, like not, that see, was the fun see, leading that's up to the it. thing though.
2: You're not going to catch me on no damn roller coaster. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that shit.
0: Hmm. I, I go either way too. Only because I do obsess over a lot of things. So I already know. It's Like if I know I'm be walking around like, oh, it's going to come. Is that it? Oh, what's going to happen right here? So I wouldn't be able to fully live <laughs> my life. But I'm also very much so a control freak. I know that about myself. It stresses me to fuck out. Like I'm, I'm very controlling on minor things that I would kind of want to know. Because it's like at least then I know if I know like oh, I only got three weeks to live, I'm not going to keep laying on the couch every day feeling sorry for myself. I'm be like, okay, get your ass up and go do something. You only got three weeks until you die ask the question i have no answer for it this week <laughs>
2: yeah i'm 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 the, i'm in the in between i don't know
0: yeah mm. Christina said she don't want to know nah i'm good i'm such a control freak i feel like i would want to know but then i would freak out about it and i'd be like shit this is the day what if this is the day like if she can tell me exactly what day and time and what's gonna happen but then I'm going to try my hardest to change it. And then if I change it, who's to say that I won't come with bigger consequences? Cause well, if you come tell me later. Yeah. Yes. If you tell me I'm going to die at this day at doing this and I decide I'm not going to do that. Then what if I end up dying tomorrow with my mom or something? Cause now I do put her in harm's mm-hmm. way. Cause I tried to change. Or you tried to change. Something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's, that's what, um, um, any, any movie or show I've watched with time traveling, anytime they tried to go back and change something, they actually made it worse. Yep.
1: Back S- to the future.
2: <laughs> so, I don't know. I still don't know. I don't
0: know. That boy got hit know. on
1: by his mom when he went back. When he went back in time. Was she fine? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, oh, nope, can't do that. You're, you're going to be my mom. But my mother.
0: Ew. <laughs> she was hitting on. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if your son comes back in time, gets you pregnant? Oh,
1: Lord. And how would that work? Isn't that some Beowulf? Didn't go back in time, but um, he was like separated from his (laughs) mother. He was separated from his mom, and then he didn't know who she was. Eventually, met her later on in life. Dang. I think that's Beowulf, unless I'm making it up. Christina, make enough shit. (laughs) We'll look it up. I'm not sure if it was Beowulf, but (laughs) I'll do some research and I can add it in later. Yeah, we'll Kinda. post it on our Facebook or <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Like it was this one, it was this story.
0: Our shit, if you're familiar with it, let us know. Let yes. us know.
1: Oh. It's been a while since since it, Christina's been in high school and done her literature reading.
0: She drinks a lot now so she can't remember. Yeah, she's got memory
1: <laughs> spots. Lots of wine. A little hazy.
0: Lots
1: of wine. <laughs> oh. Well,
0: don't forget this week guys. Um Answer our cold-hearted question. This week and every week, we really want to see your responses. Like We love to hear from you guys. So answer our cold-hearted question. If someone, a fortune teller, Ms. Cleo, was able to tell you your future, would you want to know and why? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of another episode. Yay! Yeah. Mm, 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 Thanks for mm, coming. Mm, mm. Thanks be sure coming to by. like. Thank you. Yeah. So be sure to like, comment, subscribe. What are we on, Rachel? What platforms are we on?
2: Oh, um, we're on a lot of them.
0: Give um, me two. <laughs>
2: uh, there's there's Spotify. There's mm-hmm. Apple. Yeah. Um, Google. There's Google. YouTube. Yeah, we're we're
0: everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. You can find <laughs> us. <laughs> everywhere, every you should be there. Period. Okay. And Thank also, you. don't forget tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, uh, we have our new Instagram page. What is it? Blood Sisters Podcast. Blood Sisters with the Z. So as always, guys, thank you for listening. I am Natasha Carr with
1: Christina Mata. <laughs> Rachel Cherie. You gotta do it with an Italian accent. Rachel Cherie. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I you like that? that. I oh, like that. I'm yeah. Yeah. sexy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ready. My chair. Rachel
0: uh, <laughs> Flirting with darkness and promoting weird brown girl joy. We love you. Until next we time. We love you long time. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Oh, guys, by the way, almost forgot. We have a special treat for you next week. (gasps) Happy Halloween. It's going to be a Blood Sisters Halloween extravaganza. (laughs) 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 So you make sure that you check out next week's episode. You are going to be excited. You will hear three. That's right. Not one, not two, but three three Dark, horrible killing stories that happened on Halloween that happened on Halloween or around Halloween. I'm gonna try to find something on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. out yeah, there. It's yeah. It's a lot. So even if,
2: you know, we don't cover the story that you want us to cover, there are lots of stories out there. So Ooh. as soon as we give you
0: our three, Make sure you go and check out more stories. Absolutely. And even now, because we have a whole week until we record, if you know of some really great Halloween stories, let us know. know. Let us know.
1: Let us know. If you want the
0: Blood
2: Sisters take on a story. Blood. (laughs) Peace.